Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Big Fib listeners. This month is all about back to school. Where did the summer go? Am I right? Anyway... This month, we're talking chalk, math, libraries, and wordplay. So sharpen those pencils. School is in session. Hello, loyal Pants on Fire listeners. My name is Noah Levinson, and I produce this podcast. They say that as long as you have a good book, you're never alone. And I couldn't agree more. Personally, since the fame and fortune of Pants on Fire turned my life completely around, I haven't been left alone in months, good book or no. But the saying still holds true. As long as you've got something decent to read, you'll never be by yourself. Something I would, at this point, very much appreciate. Before I became a podcast-producing celebrity, I used to be able to go to my local library to peruse their catalog. Unfortunately, now that I can't enter a public space without being hounded by pants fans trying to get Lisa's phone number, I'm forced to order all of my books online. But for all of you normal, non-famous, non-podcast producers out there, I can recommend the library highly if what you seek is knowledge and, just as importantly, the peace and quiet necessary to absorb it. In last week's episode, we featured two experts on the subject of libraries, but as you know, only one of them was actually an expert. The other one was a liar liar pants on fire, which is why we find it necessary from time to time to bring you Pants Extinguished! On Pants Extinguished, we do away with all of the lies and interview just the truth-telling expert to learn more about their topics. Of course, if you haven't listened to last week's library episode, you'll need to pause this one right now to avoid spoilers. So here's the deal. At this moment, I'm being chased by a mob of Pants on Fire fans who must have recognized my voice from previous introductions. When I get back to my car and away from the baying horde, I'll tell you who the expert was. That was close. Where was I? Oh, yes. Teen librarian Emily Witkowski was the truth-telling expert. She rejoins us in studio to talk more about libraries with Lisa, Deborah, and Deborah's son, Levi. Thank you so much for hanging around, Emily. Thank you guys so much for having me. We have some more questions. And by we, I mean myself and also Lisa. Yeah, I have so many questions. Like, what are books? What are books? <laughs> and also our junior reporter, podcaster, Levi. Hello. Hi, Levi. Who is almost a teen. Can he go to the teen section of a library if he's not a teen? Do you check ID? So what we generally do, our definition of teen is pretty loose. It's basically middle school and up. Oh. Um, oh. But- oh you're a teen! <laughs> hey! <laughs> 
But anyone can check out books from any section of the library. We don't monitor that. Um, so you're always welcome to come and check out books from the teen section. But if you want to hang out after school, as long as you're in middle school or in high school, you're absolutely welcome to hang out. Sweet. And if you're interested in when he actually becomes a teen, you can check uh, his teen clock at <laughs> leviteenclock.org. Or I can just tell you my birthday. Uh, yeah, or that. Okay, so after listening to the fantastic episode, Levi, do you have any questions about the library or the teen section of the library? I do. Oh, okay. First of all, why are there so many books teen books about vampires. Good <laughs> Seriously, what's the deal? That is a very good question. So I think it's a little bit of supply and demand. I think once everyone really fell in love with those books like Twilight that were all about vampires, I think authors were like, ooh, I want to write about that and make tons of money mm. writing about that. So, so now it's sort of the trend. But trends mm. switch all the time. So now we're seeing sort of a Game of Thrones kind of trend in books for teens. Oh um, really kind of fantasy, um, different empires, that sort of thing. So it always changes a little bit from from year to year. Do you have a favorite vampire book? I must be a terrible librarian because I've never read any of the vampire oh. books. <laughs> <laughs> Not my thing. Well, guess what? 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 Me neither. <laughs> what is your most famous book at your library? Ooh, that's a good question. For teens specifically? Yes. Probably the most well-known teen book is The Outsiders by S.E. Hinton, and they consider that sort of the first YA book ever. Um, That was sort of the big hit, and that's what encouraged more authors to target their books towards teenagers in particular. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are, like, really sneaky, and you often don't know how they're feeling, and the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib, to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Do, I know that most people don't know what it means, but what's your guess about what YA stands for? <laughs> YA stands for young adult. Ooh, oh. I've never heard that <laughs> yes. one. So when you get a degree in library science, mm-hmm. do you learn about the different sections in the library and how to manage them, like the teen section or the YA section? Most... Library science programs have specialties that you can focus in. So, for example, you can focus in children's and young adult services. You can focus in academic librarianship, which is working at universities and colleges. You can focus in digital archives or rare books. I did not know what I wanted to do with my library science degree, so I did a more broad approach, and I took a little bit of everything. Um, But some people do specialize in certain things, and then there are classes on YA literature and ways to do programming for teens and that sort of thing. Oh, you know what? Uh, It's cool you mentioned library science because I have a library science lab. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I did this thing where I added baking soda and vinegar to a book, and it turned, the book was originally about astronauts, and then the book became about uh, volcanoes. (laughs) That's a good lesson in how not to treat your library books. You're welcome. What's the latest anyone's ever returned a book? So there is an interesting story that I was just reading about that apparently George Washington had checked out a book from a library and they found it in his collection at Mount Vernon. So it was overdue. I don't even know how many years, but it would have been over $3,000 in fines, I think. Um, But luckily, the library waived those fines and didn't (laughs) didn't ask for that money back. See what you can get away with when you're president. (laughs) But there's a lot of stories of people finding books in their attics of their parents and that were never returned and returning them to the library with a check for $300, $400 saying, I'm so sorry, we didn't (laughs) know this was here. So is there any big lie you'd like to clear up about libraries? Yes. I would say there's a big misconception that libraries are dying, that they're no longer needed, especially now that people have more technology in their own hands. But I would argue that they're probably more important now than ever. We see people come through our doors that have no access to technology at home and need a computer to look up homework help or need a computer to apply for a job. Um, And there's also a lot to be said for checking out books and having a community space to check out those books. People save a lot of money by going to the library and also meet interesting people and attend interesting programs. And it's kind of now more a community center than a book repository. And I think that's really important nowadays. That's so cool. Hmm. Hey, let's let's all meet up at the library afterwards. Do you want to oh do that, Oh my guys? gosh. That sure. sounds like fun, although I'm banned. Why, why are you banned? <laughs> uh, you're not allowed to shred the books. Oh, oh. definitely not. Why I was hungry. I was so hungry, Deborah. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. You're not supposed to eat books. I know. Eat. Now no. I know. Right. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Levi, for your questions. You're welcome. Thank you, Lisa, for the important message about not shredding books. Don't shred them. Don't eat them. Don't do it. <laughs> and thank you very much, Emily, for... An an inside look behind the doors of the library and in the teen section specifically. Thanks for hanging around and teaching us a few things. Thank you so much for having me. Pants on Fire is a production of Gen Z Media, which is on the web at bestrobotever.com, your go-to source for other great Gen Z podcasts and also a place where you could learn how to participate on our show. You can also send questions for Lisa to answer the next time we do an installment of Ask Lisa. Follow us on social media, not in real life, but on social media. Follow us at Pants on Fire Cast. There you can get behind the scenes photos and more true facts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.
The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. Discover new episodes and other GZM shows you'll love at www.gzmshows.com. Shh, it's starting. GZM Shows. Imagination Amplified. Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of Six Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.